Hi, this is Garrett Wong, and I played Ensign Kim on Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Neil Before Pod. Neil Before Blog presents... Neil Before Pod. Ho, ho, hello, and welcome to the first Neil Before Pod Christmas special. I'm your host, Craig McKenzie. For the first Yuletide podcast, we have a special treat for you. Helping me celebrate this joyous occasion to talk about the Christmas classic... Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jingle All the Way, is Chris. Hello. Hello, Chris. Hello, season's greetings, etc. Yes, and Merry Christmas or Merry non denominational holiday to you. Merry time of year to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Jingle All the Way. You've seen it for your I sins. Have, I have I have I have several times, and then it popped up on Netflix in the run up to Christmas as well. Yay. Hey. <laughs> you should watch this. Yeah, yeah. Other films you might like. So after watching Jingle all the way for research purposes, obviously, I now get Christmas films as all my recommendations. Christmas films and bad films. Yeah. <laughs> and Terminator 2 for some reason. Yeah, don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so it is a Christmas film. I mean, it is about a father trying to find his son a toy. It's impossible to get on Christmas Eve. Uh, would you say it sits in the pantheon of classic Christmas stories? I think so. You know, it's a Christmas film. It comes on every year. It's, yeah. Yeah, it must, it must sit there and, as, as part of the Christmas classic selection. Yeah, it's kind of wormed its way in. And I think uh, I think if it wasn't for Arnie, the whole thing would be totally unwatchable because everything else about it is really dire. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> But it's a Christmas film, so you know you've got you've got to give it a discount because it's a Christmas film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ar- Ar- Arnie's the one that makes it, I think. Yeah, and it's actually about all the worst aspects of Christmas. You know, commercialism, greed, disappointed children, spoiled children, ninja Santas, ninja Santas, yeah, ninja criminal Santas who uh, just want to take toys away from little children and replace them with. Cheaper equivalents. Cheaper (laughs) knockoff crap. (laughs) But yeah, it's um, it's one of those films that, I don't know, it's kind of compelling to watch and it's funny to laugh at. I mean, if uh, Arnie is playing completely against type, I think, you know, he's this kind of, he's a mattress salesman or something in this film, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's very weird. I, I didn't quite pick up on what what his job was. I just know that he was sort of sitting in the office and going, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave any moment." And he's got a secretary <laughs> and everything. And I'm going, "What's what's he actually doing?" He's sort of just sitting there making phone calls, going, "You're my favorite customer to everyone that calls up." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm not too sure what Arnie was actually working as, but you know, I I don't know how many uh, mattresses he was lifting every day to keep up that physique. But geez. I'm sure it has something to do with mattresses because they keep talking about king and queen size and oh, well, there you all go. these. You're um, paying more attention than me. Yes, I've seen this <laughs> film a disturbing amount of times, and, <laughs> and it's also worth noting that Arnie is called Howard, which you know when you look at him, you think yeah, it's not Howard. How- Howard Langston. Well, <laughs> <my> name. <laughs> I think that there's a, a prequel that could be made out of this where he's a. Uh, put in witness protection. So he's actually, I don't know what his real name could be. So, you know, something that you would associate with. an international assassin, and then he goes into witness protection and gets renamed Howard. (laughs) Yeah, he has to pretend he's a mattress salesman. And then he falls in love with the 
with, with the fantasy and decides to stay. <laughs> well, that's great. That. That's going to happen. I'm, I'm sure Arnie <laughs> would be up for doing that now, surely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, w- I would watch that. That's really sad. <laughs> they could make a one-off or someone could make a... <laughs> The, the Jingle All The Way prequel. It's the film that no one ever asked for. And it's not set at Christmas. And <laughs> At least the sun won't be in it. That, that's, an... <laughs> that's an advantage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think Arnie is it's obviously the, you know, he's the main character and he? he's, he's the best part of the whole thing, despite the name. Um, it's, it's getting to see him play a completely different character that you know, even at that time, you didn't see Arnold Schwarzenegger in the, as that kind of role, and it's yeah. I think it's what makes the film funnier, really. If it had been sort of a standard comedy actor in that role, I, I don't think it would have had the same uh, the same appeal. No, I don't think it would have had any appeal, to be honest. Def- definitely, after all this time. But yeah, the poor guy has the worst Christmas Eve you could ever think of. I mean, he spends a fortune and gets nothing. Uh, his car gets torn to shreds by like, <laughs> street criminals or something. <laughs> and um, his wife almost leaves him. His son completely loses faith in him. It, oh, it's, it's, just, his own, it's his own fault, though. Oh, it's completely his own fault, yeah, because he's so <laughs> neglectful. I, I just like that he's sort of forgiven in the end. He, he has a very nice <laughs> redemption in the end, but, you know, you've still got to wonder. <laughs> it's like, how did he not buy that by then? Surely he'd have just got his secretary <laughs> to do it. Yeah, well, his son is um, clearly so spoiled that he can be bought off by anything. You know, like he misses an important part in his son's uh, upbringing with this karate thing, and um, and he he just says, "Look, I'll buy you something, and we'll call it even." And the son's just like, "Yeah, I want this. Buy me this, and all is forgiven." I want the unbuyable toy <laughs> <laughs> that that was apparently supposed to have been purchased weeks ago <laughs> but you know surely his wife knows about him by now I mean by telling him look you need to buy this toy for our son now like why couldn't she do it like, and that know. point I'm wondering why she's still with him in the first place yeah you know, even at the beginning of the film I'm like why Why is she still with him <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen <laughs> it's like yeah he keeps missing everything he's neglectful he works all the time he calls me his favourite customer yeah, at, at that point, is the romance not dead? <laughs> not not yeah. particularly, you know, obviously the, the other character that's sort of dotted about throughout the film, Ted, the neighbour, is... Yeah. Lionel Hutz. Oh, very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> e- even more annoying. So I suppose she gets to look at him every once in a while and go, yeah, at least it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is, um, that guy is apparently... Uh, fooling around with every woman in the neighbourhood, though. They're all like, thanks for the cookies, Ted, and making like, really suggestive <laughs> winks at him, and he's just like, yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he's got, like, his child is the epitome of being spoiled. You know, he's, like, he's really fat. He gets everything that he wants. His dad, like, showers him with fe- affection and uh, presents and, you know, gets a reindeer from somewhere. Where, where do you order a reindeer before Christmas? And how long? Do, I mean, does he keep it forever? You know, like is it just there? Do you just rent it? <laughs> I don't know. He, I he mean, that, about... that's probably the follow-up story that we should get. 
Yeah, he talks about like leaving it out in the park or something, and if nature's kind, they'll take it in. Seems and like really cruel. Also, we'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that reindeer. I mean, what's it like? What's it doing there? It's it's quite bizarre. It's just so Arnie gets to punch one. Yeah, he get he get he gets to get chased through a house with a reindeer and then give it eggnog or something later on. I'm trying to think what he feeds it later. I think it's, he's got like whiskey and a hip flask or something. Oh, well, there you go. He has yeah. a heart to heart with the reindeer in the garden <laughs> later on, <laughs> and they make friends. And then he decides to go and win back his family's affection <laughs> somehow. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very strange film because all it does is promote sort of greed and. And lies, I suppose, because Arnie's running around, you know, trying to get this thing that he's supposed to have weeks ago, and, and no one really is bothered about where he is. <laughs> I think they're just used to not being around, isn't that the, uh, you know, the sort of story point behind it is that they're used to not being around, so he's, he, you know, he can get away with going, oh yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, going to the office to pick something up, I'll be back <laughs> later. Yeah. And then yeah. spends the rest of the day driving around town and and falling out with mailmen. Yeah, and getting his car destroyed. I mean, that's... that's and and avoiding getting arrested by the police several times. Yeah, that, that policeman <laughs> is... Um, you know, he, he's there a lot, weirdly. <laughs> he's the unluckiest policeman as well. I mean, if you think Arnie's day was bad... <laughs> yeah, this guy gets his bike trashed, covered in coffee, blown up. Let's not yeah. forget, blown up. He's lucky in one way because he's not a dead policeman, but he's he's um, you know he's a burnt, scarred, and doesn't have his bike anymore. It's a um, it's a Looney Tunes explosive. You know, all it does is char you a bit, and then you get to make a quip, and then you fall over. It's, it's a Christmas movie explosive. I think that's you know it's sort of tinsel and glitter. It's it's fine. It's harmless. Yeah, it's not C four in the in the mail. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. they invented a toy for this film, at least as far as I know the, the whole Turbo Man thing, and they built a, a little bit of a franchise around it you know, he's watch the kids watching um, an episode of it, and it looks you know, really terrible it's, you know, like Power Rangers but nowhere near as good but they um, probably have the movie deal for it do they not? <laughs> <laughs> well I've seen like memes online that say, uh, you know, instead of the Dark Knight Rises, it's like the Turbo Man Rises and stuff, so you know <laughs> People have had some fun with it. Oh, it'll happen at some point, surely. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really like the fact that they managed to build a, a sort of entire, <laughs> an entire TV show out of it, and uh, and all the, all the marketing and the graphics and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I don't know how much time is spent over these things, uh, you know, by all the sort of background people that have got to come along and go, all right, he wants a toy. So not only have they got to make the toy, they've got to make the <laughs> they've got to make all the branding and everything for this fake this fake toy so you know I, I don't know there must be entire careers revolve around that yeah but it is a bit of a rush job it feels like it's kind of written by people who don't understand what kids like because you know I probably wouldn't have watched Turbo Man even when I was I mean, how young is the kid supposed to be like 8 or something yeah but I mean I think it's supposed to be quite cheesy and, and thing I mean <laughs> The, in the in the end of it, I mean, they've got a fully working jetpack suit. So, I mean, if the whole Turbo Man <laughs> franchise falls apart, I mean, at least they've got their uh, Nobel Prize winning scientists behind them that can, <laughs> you can dig the toy manufacturer out of trouble. 
Yeah, but I'm sure we'll come back to that scene. <laughs> it's the kind of the action figure when uh, Jamie is describing it, and he says, you know, he wants a Turbo Man action figure with the the arms and legs that move. I mean, what kind of low marketing is that? If that's one of the better features, yeah. it's an both action figure with move. arms and legs. Just one of arms, but both of the arms. <laughs> Yeah, I don't recall ever seeing an advert that, that advertised a toy that, you know, had moving parts. <laughs> this action figure does actions. Yes. Actions sold separately. <laughs> and a, a voice box that says five phrases, don't forget. A whole five. Yeah, that's all it does, really, apparently. But it's the most sought-after toy ever. It's all marketing, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, even in the in the modern age, you end up with. Uh, I'm saying the modern age in comparison to the '90s. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, even now, uh, when you look at the adverts and sort of kids' telly and stuff like that, it's um, yeah, the way they the way they sell toys to, <laughs> to kids is unbelievable now. Yeah, what they can do. It. I mean, everything connects to an app on a smartphone pretty much now. But um, <laughs> but the action figures and everything are. <laughs> Amazing. Now they're just trying to sell uh, mobile games that have microtransactions woven in to young kids. You know, your parents only love you if they spend 79 pence or 89 cents on... They'll unlock this extra feature for you. <laughs> so and they can play for an again. extra 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's really bizarre. but And of course, Arnie never gets the toy because it's sold out everywhere. But he does win one on the radio. But he gets a gift certificate so that he can get one <laughs> eventually. So yeah, that's something. On, only by breaking into the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> and assaulting the guy, pretty much. Yeah, and assaulting the presenter in order <laughs> to get the certificate. Which I don't even think he takes in the end. No. Incidentally, the uh, the radio DJ is played by the guy that played uh, Vice Principal Willard Craft and Sabrina the Teenage Witch for a bit of 90s nostalgia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Someone, someone's done their IMDb research. <laughs> no, I recognised him, which is, says a lot about my viewing habits. But that was a good show. It really was. I wouldn't have anybody tell me different. And I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the um, it, the Colin with the the reindeer names was hilarious. You know, the, uh, some guy phones in and calls like. I think calls them Rodney and Jermaine and things like that. You're on the radio. Are people that stupid? Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, um, yeah, you def- definitely, if you listen to some competitions, and it, especially if it's, a, if it's a sort of first person to call in type thing, though if you listen to most commercial radio stations now, if they do phone-in competitions and things, they'll close the lines and they'll play a song, and what they do is they record the competition winners during the song. All oh, right. Edit it up, and that way they can make it short and sharp, and edit all the isms and all that sort of stuff out. Also, all the swearing if you can't happen to swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, there was a well, there wasn't a lot of swearing in this film, but there's a lot of swearing when you watch the film, perhaps. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems like the swearing's missing in it. Though it, though it is a Christmas once once again, it is a Christmas movie, so it's got to get off with a lot of different things. I think. Yeah. So whether did this come out before or after Bad Santa? Uh, probably before, because they do they do a pretty good job of putting over a Bad Santa in this in this film, and I was always wondering if if they got the idea from that. Yeah, Jim Belushi is Santa, but well, he's not really Santa. 
2003 versus 96, so yeah, quite a bit before. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so you're saying that this film inspired Bad Santa? We do. That's a bold claim. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> right, pause. Yeah, uh, Jim Belushi's character was actually like really, really funny to watch. The way he was like trying to act all shifty while dressed as Santa. <laughs> and taking Arnie to their secret massive operation to, um, I don't know, sell counterfeit Christmas toys. It's, it, it seems quite elaborate. Yeah, it was a very elaborate scheme. I mean, I, I, I wasn't too sure what was going on. If, if they were all just selling rubbishy counterfeit toys or if some of those were real toys or, or what they were doing, I, I don't know. But they, they, did get, they did get broken into at the end. Yes, the the police raided it and, yeah. <laughs> and sorted them all out. And Arnie held up a plastic badge and pretended to be a police officer, and, and that was the end of it. And he got away with it. <laughs> he escapes again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've seen some inept police in uh, in films and TV, but you know those guys really take the cake. <laughs> but that that whole sequence is just bizarre. I mean, like, it's not as bizarre as the film gets, weirdly, but. You've got this big, you know, hulking wrestler type Santa, and and uh, all the dwarfs who are actually played by little people. Or there, well, there's one, definitely one dwarf played by. Oh yeah, all all, all the elves and everything, and the, and the ninja Santas and everything. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> you know, they could have had an entire follow up on Attack of the Ninja Santa. They could have. I think it would have worked. It would have worked. Or again, some some prequel. <laughs> about their, their, their exploits, their, yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched the trailer as well, and the trailer tries to play up the rivalry between Arnie and Sinbad, the mailman. Uh, Sinbad's the name of a comedian who's just not funny. But um, weirdly, the film doesn't feature that that much. It kind of drops it for a long time. Yeah, so it drops in the middle, and then he appears again at the sort of finale stage. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, it, it did sort of revolve around that at the beginning, though you kind of wonder, you know, it was just sort of fate that they bumped into each other again after the store. Yeah. Not so much rivalry, and then they start sort of chasing each other around towards the end, you know? Yeah, well, it was the first bit in the store where he, um, or before the store opens, where he almost assaults a woman because he's annoyed that he has to pay, I don't know, he's annoyed because he has a child or something, and... Yeah, but he, he almost punches a woman in the face. Very, very bizarre. I mean, uh, I guess he's supposed to be the comic relief, where Arnie's supposed to be the straight man, which is just ludicrous when you think about it. Well, I, I think it's more to give him someone to to play against. You needed a, a sort of villain or uh, someone that was chasing him, or he was chasing round in order to <laughs> in order to move the story. You know? Yeah, a villain, worse villain, a villain, a villain of sorts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The mailman, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just glad my mailman isn't that crazy at this time of year. Yeah, there's, I mean, I'm I'm crediting it with more depth than it actually has, but there's a bit of kind of um, class struggle in there. You know, Arnie's clearly a upper middle class guy, and uh, well, mattress Sinbad, mattress sales are going well. Yeah, and Sinbad is, you know, working class. And if it wasn't for the, the heat of last-minute Christmas shopping, those two would never really interact, other than Arnie saying, thanks for my parcel. Yeah, I mean, you do you do get a bit of that. And I suppose that's not resolved at the end, but 
you know, the um, the, the mailman ended up with the Turbo Man doll sort of sorted in the end. He does get it. He does, because Jamie realises the spirit of giving and hands it over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Arnie's cursing it because he spent all day trying to get that, spent a fortune, lost almost everything. And Jamie doesn't want it in the end. He's almost died a good couple of times uh, in the process <laughs> as well. Yeah. Or pro- probably would be dead if you, you know, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Jamie is noticeably annoyed with the, with his father throughout because he, he's sick of all the dropped promises. You know, the whole parade thing, it becomes clear that his dad ain't going to be there and he yells at his dad down the phone, which is, you know, a great bit of acting to use my most sarcastic tone I can <laughs> even when I was younger watching this film went, oh my god isn't that kid really whiny and annoying <laughs> oh my god isn't that kid really whiny and annoying and even when I was watching it the other day it was on channel 4 put it on and I'm going oh my god how annoying is that kid I recognise him from something else <laughs> <laughs> and then it hit me <laughs> yes he is he will grow up to be Darth Vader yeah no good will come of this <laughs> I wonder if this is what caused him to become Darth Vader. <laughs> There's another sequel you could have. Turbo Man versus Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, Darth see, Vader win every time. Yeah, see, the, I mean, this Turbo Man character, we need to get him in, you know, the Avengers or the Justice League or something. I think he could be a real asset to these people. <laughs> could be. He could be. I mean, he's got a jetpack. He's got a, a boom, boomerang. Yeah, it's a boomerang. A magic boomerang that you know sort of comes back properly. Anytime I've thrown a boomerang, it just falls over. Yeah, and he has these weird projectile things that, that he shoots at people. Yeah, he's he's well kitted out. You know, he's he's not quite Iron Man, but close. Yeah, the story I think is well. I mean, the story's pretty bizarre, but I think it it sort of moves on, and there's enough there's enough laughs to keep to keep me entertained throughout. I think you know, just anytime Arnie does anything, would be it punch a cardboard cutout or chase after a, a perpetual bouncing ball yeah the perpetual bouncing ball I thought was great I mean I've, I've, it seemed to gain momentum rather than lose it as it went along <laughs> I mean yeah. it's I mean the story is it's a Christmas film so I've always got to discount it but by, by it being a Christmas film automatically you know the plot and everything's going to be a little bit uh, weird uh, off the wall and probably not make that much sense towards the end you know but it's yeah. um yeah, I mean, it, it, the story and everything works, and I think the only reason that it really works is you need someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger in that, in that, you know, as your Howard, or you need another action star, I suppose, in that kind of role. It needs to be The Rock, or it needs to be, <laughs> I don't know, Steven Seagal, someone, <laughs> you know, someone that you would not expect to put in that position. Yeah, well, is there that... Um... Sort of reminds me, yes, I have seen this film with Hulk Hogan, Santa with Muscles. In in that sense. Uh, it it the two share almost nothing other than the fact that they have like you know, these kind of overbuilt former weightlift or former heavyweights in their their genres. Um yeah, it reminds me of Santa with muscles slightly. If you Santa haven't seen with, it. Santa with muscles. Yes. Hulk Hogan Santa with muscles. Sounds like a DVD I'd need to put the back. Oh yes, it has to be seen and <laughs> believed. 
came out the same year, incidentally. <laughs> Did it? Are you Googling it now? I, I'm on IMDb. All right, okay. <laughs> it's starring Hulk Hogan, Don Stark, Robin Curtis. Mila Kunis is in it, apparently. All right. <laughs> she must be the child in 96. Jeez. That Adam's family check hadn't come through yet. Yeah, it's been a few years since I've seen this, but it's it, it's not worth a watch to be honest. But you know, <laughs> if you're, <laughs> is it as good as Jingle All the Way? I honestly couldn't say. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the, his behaviour is pretty bizarre. I mean, the um, the bouncy ball thing. You know, he's not even sure that's the winning one. No, but he just runs away and chases it. I think I think he would have had more of a chance if he had just barged through the crowd and grabbed one. <laughs> It's just how uh, feral everybody goes and um, that they all turn on Sinbad after Arnie yells that he has two. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is just brutal. You know, they all just tackle him. And, like you say, yeah. I, I just don't know why he sort of chased it away because he, he could have had a, a proper one there that had a chance of winning, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's Arnie. He could, you know, lay the smack down. He might get arrested, but he was going to anyway. <laughs> he arrested, but at least the kid would get the toy. Well, it's either arrested for punching someone or arrested for uh, assaulting a child. You know, <laughs> you know, where he insists that he is not a pervert. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I wonder what went through Arnie's head when he saw the script for this and decided to sign on. I mean, did he sign on before seeing the script? Did he sign on after? Does you know? Does anyone ask him about this in interviews anymore? Oh, they should definitely. Yeah, year at least, you know. <laughs> Let's see, Arnie interview Jingle all the way. I mean, <laughs> has he just <laughs> stricken it from his memory? Uh, stars and cast talk Jingle all the way. Uh, but it's like Jake Lloyd and stuff, so Arnie's not oh. there. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear what Jake Lloyd has to say. No, 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 no. He's probably just saying he hated it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't even get to take one of the action figures home. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. The question, wouldn't it? Did you get an? Action, did you get? So in the end, did you get a Turbo Man action figure? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> and of course, there is a post-credit scene that sets up a sequel. <laughs> you know where uh, where it's Christmas morning, and his wife's like, "When you went through all that trouble to get Jamie a toy, what did you get me?" And then he has this horrified look because <laughs> he hasn't got his wife anything. <laughs> it's utterly ridiculous. And I feel like I've said that a lot over the past 15 or so minutes, but... Well, it is. I mean, but it is a Christmas movie, so ridiculous has got to be part of it, be it a guy transforming into Santa Claus or I think I think that's what makes Christmas movies Christmas movies. Yeah. The plot's got to be kind of off the wall, completely unbelievable, and, you know... And in the end, you learn the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, you know, that's... Although, does he? I mean... <laughs> Does he? Uh, no, he, beca- he becomes an actual superhero uh, by the end. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, he gets carted off by the crowd, and you know his son's all happy because his dad's dressed in a turbo bad outfit. But has Arnie really learned anything about you know his uh, about not neglecting his son or anything like that, or is he just going to go and repeat the same mistakes the next week? Well, I think that's the follow up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've set up a lot of follow up films. Yeah, there could be a whole franchise here. Yeah, an expanded universe, an extended <laughs> universe of uh, Jingle All The Way. Jingle All The Way, 20 years on. Of course, it is 20 years old this year. We're and I mean, about... the thing is, it is one of these films that does look kind of dated as well. 
yeah, there's all sorts of. I mean, no one has a mobile phone, for instance. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, if it, if it was the case to, today, he'd have been getting phone calls all throughout. Yeah, texts <laughs> and stuff like, "Where are you? But, where are you? Where are you? Where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> they could have solved that um, that problem by you know him running out of battery or his phone gets stolen or broken or something. Yeah, it gets Which, towed away with the car. Gets, yeah, um, gets yeah, it gets taken when the car gets trashed. There's all sorts of yeah. If you modernise this film, then I suppose Jamie wants an iPad instead of a, a Turbo Man figure, doesn't he? I don't know what is the biggest selling toy this year. What's the what's the toy? Is it the Furby? The other Furby? I have Furby. No idea. Oh, is it? I remember that the BB-8s were selling out was it last year, year before. Yeah. I don't know what the toy is this year. Biggest selling Christmas toy twenty Christmas twenty sixteen. Hatchimals. Hard on this week's podcast. <laughs> Hatchables. Hatchimals. I don't know what they Hatchimals. are. Hatchimals. Is that like fish- those alien egg things that we used to get when we were at school? Oh, those things. They'll open their eyes in the millennium and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> ah. <laughs> don't spoil my dream. I'm still incubating a set here. <laughs> Hatchimals. They look like little chicken Furby things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Should be fifty nine pound, fifty nine ninety nine, but generally on sale for one hundred and twenty plus pounds. Whoa, nice! So you know we could recreate Jingle All the Way by running around on Christmas Eve trying to find looking one. for Hatchables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are they? It would just be rubbish. It would just be someone on Amazon Prime ordering up. <laughs> I need this today. Like someone on eBay. It'd be, so- be someone going on the Argos app and going uh, reserve in store, and then going along to the store <laughs> and going, "Can I have the?" <laughs> It's like, no, we're sold out. You'll have to wait till after Christmas. It's like, oh, well, my child has, my child is getting every single other thing that they want. So they'll deal with this one. <laughs> they'll get this on New Year's Eve instead. And that'll be something to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have quite accepted that, I suppose, at Jamie's age. I may have been upset that I didn't get the big toy that, that I wanted. Oh, I think I think always. Anyway, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those ones, isn't it? I'm I'm trying to remember a toy in particular. The thing the thing is, I'm I'm trying to think of a toy that was really difficult to get. But if it was difficult to get, then I wouldn't be the one chasing trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, it's... I do remember. I do remember my parents looking for a a Teletubby for my sister. <laughs> um, when Teletubbies came in and were very very popular one Christmas. And having to having them having to rely on my uncle who worked at a large department store in Edinburgh at the time, uh, and all the staff were queuing up before the shop opened to buy them, <laughs> <laughs> and they were making the staff form an orderly line so that it was getting sold before the shop opened. Yeah, I've never been aware of the kind of effort that went into getting me gifts when I was younger, but there was things like. Tracy Island, when that was the big hot gift, that was what I wanted, and it was one of those. Uh, it was sold out everywhere, and you couldn't get it for love nor money, and all that stuff. And I managed to get one on Christmas Day, so you know. But I feel like my uh, my family were um, setting me up for disappointment, only to 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 turn the tables on that with <laughs> you know constantly being around. We can't find this thing anywhere, you know, and you know, it's really struggling. So maybe it's, it's Santa's struggling to find that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Santa's sold out. <laughs> His elves are struggling to build to keep up with demand because they all make toys apparently. 
well, of course, the criminal elves in this film, they do make the toys. Yeah, they do. They make they make terrible copies. <laughs> I don't know. The, the Turbo Man one didn't look any worse than the real one. Apart from the fact it was in components parts and spoke a different language. Yeah, it felt a bit, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Some assembly required and it's educational. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it said, as far as I can tell, the right phrase. Well, you could just translate it, could you? Well, I heard the word turbo, which is apparently the same <laughs> in whatever language it was speaking. All right, let's get our translation experts on it. <laughs> That's it. We've got Why a translation department translation. on this podcast, don't we? I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> How many languages do we convert this podcast into? Um, <laughs> uh, arguably English. Uh, yeah, just about. <laughs> <laughs> arguably. <laughs> But oh, yeah, I, I do like this film. It's, it has its tongue firmly in its cheek, and, and Arnie has some of his most memorable lines in it. Um, you know, put that cookie down. It's a classic. And I'll be sure to splice that in to the final edit. Well, that'll be in there somewhere, okay. Mm. Oh, these cookies! Put that cookie down! Now! Uh, it's the, the way he just yells it, you know, it just shows how harangued he is. <laughs> And uh, when he tells when he tells his son that he's had enough with hearing about Turbo Man, that's um, that's quite a powerful moment, you know, because because his son realizes that his dad does not like Turbo Man <laughs> as much as he does, which you know is a painful moment for any child when you realize that your parents just aren't into your, the same stuff as you. I think he's just uh, not into being constantly reminded that he hasn't bought Turbo Man. Of <laughs> how inadequate right, right. he is as a father. Yes. <laughs> Whereas Ted got a Turbo Man months ago and it was nestled safely under their tree. Yeah, and, until, until Arnie burnt half his house down. Um, <laughs> and tried to steal it. And tried to steal it and got caught in the house with, like, the, with the tree alight and a reindeer running rampant, Yeah. Yeah, although I like how he tries to pretend that he, you know, he broke in to help put out the fire, the fire, and he's holding this, um, he's holding the box with the toy at the same time. <laughs> yeah, although uh, I do like the when Ted tries to come on to his wife, and he gets smacked with the eggnog, the non-alcoholic eggnog, non-alcoholic, which is you know not really the point of eggnog, but you know it's. <laughs> Uh, well, it's good that he gets rejected. I'm just not sure at that point why she rejects him. Uh, I think she's uh, inappropriate advances, but at that point I'm kind of thinking, your husband's useless. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just because Arnie's useless doesn't mean that she likes Ted, though. She probably no, thinks no, no, a no, snivelling no, weasel. No. She is. A snivelling, womanising weasel. Because he's, you he know, he's know, over... He doesn't know how to make cookies, though. Yeah, he knows, he knows how to do a lot of things, which is weird. He's kind of become a... Uh, a renaissance man since his wife died. Did she die? Was she, did she leave him? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I didn't pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it not say in the film that they're divorced or something like that, which means he's stuck with a kid? I can't remember. Yeah. It's a, it's a notable piece of dialogue that I missed while I was taking notes. I didn't know Ted's marital status. Porter's notebook out watching Jingle All the Way. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know you've that's when you know you've descended into the original reviews said actually of Jingle All the Way, thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Be I mean, but, you know, you don't really get Christmas films like this anymore. No, definitely. Not really. You know, the the sort of, the that whole, 90, you know, the 90s, early 2000s, you got tons and tons of these um, Christmas movies coming out. You know, sort of Tim Allen and all these, you know, every, all, all the comedians were doing Christmas movies. Yeah. I think the you get at least you get one now. a year, where you don't really, you don't really get as many now. Yeah, I think the closest you get to a sort of old school Christmas special is something like Doctor Who, because you know they do a kind of disposable Christmas special once a year. Yeah, I mean you get odd odd TV bits where they'll do Christmas episodes and things, but you don't really get the movies the same way as no. you did before. No, I mean what was out this year? Uh, Office Christmas Party with Jason Bateman and some other people. I didn't even see it, but. Um, you had uh, the how many nativity films have there been? There was like two, three nativity films, but that's not really. It's a Christmas movie, but it's not that kind of sort of ridiculous plotted Christmas film, is it? No, no, it's weird. Uh, I guess they've all been done, and well, I think we should start a campaign to bring them back. Yeah, give us a good old fashioned <laughs> rubbish Christmas film. Yeah, proper <laughs> cheesy with. You know, an action hero in it, and you know, a few washed-up comedians, and we'll be there. You know, we'll get it. Give us the Christmas Expendables, <laughs> Arnie and Sloan, and some other people fighting it out to buy a toy. Open warfare uh, between Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, The Rock. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else can we put in it? Uh, Dolph Lundgren, just the Expendables cast. Oh, Dolph Lundgren, yeah, you could put, you know, put the whole Expendables in there, and yeah, that that'll that'll do. Oh, yeah. and why not put him in as well? Sure, yeah, and they fight yeah. with plastic guns. Yes, uh, and other toys. <laughs> oh, this would be great. Got oh, we just need to just need to get a team of script writers on it now. I'm sure they'll all say yes. Yeah, script writers. Uh, I don't know. I think the whole thing kind of writes itself, really. <laughs> but yeah, it'll, about, it'll probably be about five minutes long by the time we get the budget together. Yeah, and what a five minutes! And if we can't afford the cast, what we'll do is we'll recreate them in CG. <laughs> yeah, I mean Arnie could use the facelift, and there's plenty of reference material from Terminator. <laughs> Terminator Genesis has to be of some use, surely, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, we can use cuts from it. <laughs> Finally, someone's found a use for Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else about this film? You know, what else sticks out uh, as being funny, as being ridiculous, as being good, perhaps? No, I'm struggling there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, like I say, the, the best bit about it is, is, is Schwarzenegger, really. The, the story is just a bit a bit weird the way it resolves and also you know sort of comes out of nowhere at the end where he's got a jetpack um, I, I do love the jetpack sequence it's just it's a little local parade and they've got this jetpack that <laughs> it's a little city parade and yeah they have they have <laughs> a jetpack uh, of the city which is, is brilliant you know why not but it's um, yeah, it's it's very cheesy. It's it's got all the all the Christmas bells and whistles that you'd expect, and the, the soundtrack's actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. one of the things. I mean, it manages to tick off a lot of the Christmas classics in there. 
So yeah. if, you, if you were looking for a sort of cro- proper Christmas selection CD, I suppose the soundtrack of Jingle All the Way would do. Yeah, and the, uh, I mean, the composer did quite a good job. Music by David Newman. David Newman. Yeah, let's find out what else he scored. Oh, he's done a lot of kids' films, uh, David Newman. Um... Ice Age, The Naughty Professor, Serenity, oh. A Christmas Story 2, The Spirit, I've seen that, unfortunately. Well, Serenity had a good... Oh, Galaxy Quest, which is one of my favourite films. He's done quite a lot, David Newman. Yeah, Matilda. The Flintstones. There you go. I mean, jingle all the way. I mean, it's it, like you say, soundtrack and the 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 sort of the score in there is actually pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that I really liked about it, but I think the Turbo Man theme is really cheap, really catchy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that sounds like a kind of '90s action kids cartoon, or not even cartoon kids live action thing theme tune. You know, it does a good job. What else did I like about it, though? What else? <laughs> it was in colour. Yes. And... <laughs> I suppose the fight between Arnie and Sinbad towards the end, you know, where, where they were both in hero and villain costume, and uh, and Arnie just says to him, you're taking this too far, as if he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just sort of snowballs, and that's what I like about the little fight, is it sort of snowballs from them helping each other all the way up to them having a sort of supervillain battle uh, <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, I also love the bit where um, Arnie has to select a winner for the, the Turbo Man doll, and he points at Jamie and says his name, which totally doesn't make it seem like a fix at all. No. But, and uh, Jamie's like really excited that Turbo Man knows his name and fails to notice the Austrian accent. Uh, it, would be, it would have been the shame <laughs> if Buster had to pick. Is it Buster? The, Booster. The, the, Booster, that's it. <laughs> Booster, the sidekick, had to pick because then he never would have got the toy, would he? Well, nobody likes Booster. You know, even the kids <laughs> savage him when he gets knocked off the float, which I think's really harsh. He's like the Jar Jar Binks of the Turbo Man universe. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, Booster's not that bad, surely. <laughs> well, who knows? We don't see him do anything. Poor Booster. Although he is played by a like a pretty disgusting, might be an alcoholic. You know, <laughs> under that suit. He's smoking uh, <laughs> New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. That was um Yeah, that, that whole sequence is just really bizarre. It almost feels like it belongs in another film. I mean you you wouldn't think at the start it was gonna culminate in, you know, a jetpack uh, jetpack fueled fight sequence. No, that, definitely not. <laughs> that leads to a perilous situation involving Jamie hanging off a roof just to get a toy. It's yeah. that he didn't even keep in the end. No, he gave it away because he has a real <laughs> Turbo Man at home. Sorry, <laughs> I'm fine. I've changed my mind on that toy anymore. I want a different one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then he gets really disappointed when Arnie's not allowed to keep the suit <laughs> because you know NASA are taking it away for study and how to replicate the technology. Yeah, the army, the army is uh, very interested in this new jetpack technology. <laughs> and the boomerangs and stuff. Uh, the utility belts and boomerangs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, but it's, 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 it's that kind of ridiculous. It makes it a, a good a good Christmas film, really. Yeah. 
I mean, I always grade Christmas movies completely differently because they're the kind of thing that you'd only watch at this time of year to have a bit of a laugh with the family and all that and, and watch for a bit of fun. And yeah. I think I think on that note, it kind of works. Um, you know, if you if you pick apart the plot and things like <laughs> like we normally do on these podcasts, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really survive very well. Um, but you know, as a Christmas film, I think it's it's, it's one of the better ones. Yeah, it's one I keep going back to. It's kind of on my short list of of Christmas movies, along with Die Hard and Home Alone and The Muppets, and um, I think that's it. There's other stuff. There must be other stuff, but I can't think what it is. Lethal Weapon sometimes. Miracle on 34th Street, the remake, because it's quite good. Elf. you got to remember Elf. I haven't seen Elf. No, what? Yeah, I know. Sort yourself out. Yeah, I could do. Maybe it'll fall off the internet. That's, that's, got, that's got an even more Christmassy soundtrack. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With bells on. <laughs> well, I can't imagine anything be more Christmassy than this film. <laughs> but it's kind of oddly um it's oddly accurate in how it promotes the the commercialism of Christmas because that's kind of a lot of what it's become isn't it it's all about you know how much money are you going to spend on your family this year and you know here's all this new stuff that you can buy them and uh, your your child is going to be a loser if they don't get the best toy to you know to show off on the playground yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's a lot of marketing, there's a lot of pressure on parents now to deliver that sort of um, that sort of stuff. I mean, there's pressure on the whole the whole Christmas thing because, you know, the TV adverts will show you the perfect Christmas dinner and how it's been cooked and all the tableware's all done up. The entire home is decorated, you know, redecorated for Christmas. You know, it's it, it's not just the even the pressure on on getting kids presents these days. There's a lot of pressure on people to have the perfect Christmas. Yeah, and it's, I mean, people get into major debt around this time of year, which is you know, which is yeah. A, you know, it's it's a, there's a lot of pressure on people to sort of perform at this time of year. Yeah, well, there's that story I read recently about this woman that spent fifteen hundred pounds on each child or something, which is just insane. I mean, it's it's when you break it apart later and you go, well, how much did I spend on the present for such and such? And then I got this and then I got that. And, you know, and you start adding up and you go, oh, actually, I have spent quite a lot on people this year. You know, once you once you tote it up. Yeah. It would be interesting to see a 20 years on follow up and see what, you know, see what Jake Lloyd's up to. You know, yeah. What so so it would be Jamie having to run about and get um, <laughs> a hatchable. <laughs> <laughs> for his child. He also for has to do child. something special for well, his dad. Well, while old man Howard laughs in a rocking chair. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he wants to do something really special for his dad as well. You know, it would be... <laughs> it'd be uh, it would be quite the um, the experience. I don't know if Jake Lloyd's even still working, but you could cast someone else, I suppose. Yeah, he could do, I suppose. Yeah. But then just to have uh, Arnie in a rocking chair at the back. <laughs> yeah, the reunion is needed. Like, uh, the, the last thing know, he did... Do it, you know? The last thing he did was voiced young Anakin Skywalker in Racer Revenge, a Star Wars video game on the PS2. And when was that about? It was in 2002. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, Star Wars literally killed his career. And rightly so. <laughs> he did get to play Anakin Skywalker, one, two, three, four, seven times. Seven? 
Yeah. There you go. Six of them is a voice. One of them is, well, mostly a voice. So there you go. Jake Lloyd could do with the work. Let's get let's get this sequel happening. Let's make it a Merry Christmas for Jake Lloyd. <laughs> if Hollywood producers are listening, they should totally jump on that. So I think we've talked about this film longer than most people should. Um, yeah, I think we've analysed it in intricate detail that it was not intended for at the time. So I think promotes... even the writer's room did not spend as much time analysing the film <laughs> yeah. as we have. We've spent longer talking about it than it took them to write the script. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the summary points are it's um, it promotes all the worst parts of Christmas. Arnie's kind of funny. And... It's entertaining enough. It's Christmassy, so watch it. Yes. It's very but not, Christmas. But not in the summer. Don't watch it in the summer. Wait until December at least. Yeah, because then you're really sad watching Jingle all the way in July or whenever. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think on that note, we should descend into our turbo cave. Does he have a turbo cave? I'm sure I he don't does. know, he does now. <laughs> and remember... Nobody likes Booster. Chris, do you have a Christmas message for our listeners? Uh, eat, drink, be merry, and love each other. And for me, it's be safe and be drunk. Or maybe don't be drunk. I don't know. Do what you want. But Be a, be a safe drunk. Be a safe drunk and have a <laughs> lovely Christmas time. And if you, do, if you don't celebrate Christmas, have a nice time anyway. God bless us, everyone. Thus concludes our first ever Neil Before Pod Christmas special. We hope you enjoyed our in-depth analysis of the undisputed classic Jingle All The Way. If you did, then please subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube or any major podcasting app and join us on the next Neil Before Pod. On behalf of everyone involved with Neil Before Blog and Neil Before Pod, I hope all of you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.